Welcome to Simple Theology, a podcast connecting theology to everyday life. I'm Robert Kane. And I am Rick Gromlich. And Rick, we have a very interesting mm. episode today. Why don't you tell everybody what we're going to do? Good show on tap. Good show. Good show. Yeah. So today we get into old nostalgic things. Yes, we do. And we also talk about Tom Brady, which I don't know if there's a, there's a, a correlation, correlation, a correlation, correlation connection. There. Yeah. So we talk about those things. Um, and then we, we spend a lot of time talking about just the big questions in the universe. Uh, I mean, the metaverse. <laughs> Yes, we get into that. We talk about your church and how they're going to be soon purchasing some land yeah. within the metaverse. Yeah, uh, that's a really good ministry opportunity. You got to go where the people are. That's right. They're online, actually. They're in the marketplace. They're- so that's where we're going to go. Going good. good. It's going good. It's a little warm in here. 77.4 degrees. Rob's worried about getting cold. I do not like being cold, but it is. Yeah. It's warm in here. Hey, that's all right. We're, we're here to record. We are. Um, we, I was just thinking about this because we just wrapped the other episode, did the, right. the sign yeah. in and all that stuff. And, and I always say, like, hey, tune in. It's kind of like a, a, a joke, but I was actually um, tuning a radio the other day like Were finding you? a station with like a dial not like even a oh, digital good for you. and i just thought man this is such a lost art like tuning a radio like to, to the station like that was a that took a little bit of practice and skill yeah you couldn't just say to someone who, who had never done it hey can you go tune this radio into like whatever whatever station like you didn't know what you're doing yeah and you didn't know like how to, how to kind of feather that thing just right to i would get say it. you're off by just a little yeah. bit and yeah. you get some static so again that's something that's we, we talked about last time, so cash registers. Mm, yeah. Kids probably aren't going to hear the chime of a cash register in the future. Yeah. Yep. And just the idea of tuning in a radio. What are some other things? This isn't, oh, there's this so isn't many one of things. The, I've uh, got two topics, but this is. Okay. Dial up. You're not gonna, Kids do oh, not yeah. hear the internet dialing up anymore. Yeah, that's true. Right. So that's a, a bygone thing. And I was thinking about this the other day because, so I grew up mostly without a computer until I was in our t- like teenage years. Uh-huh. Had a computer, had dial-up internet, and then I think I was like eight, 17 when I got a cell phone, 18 or 19 when I started texting, that kind of thing. But I don't really remember like traveling without computers. Yeah. I remember traveling without smartphones. But like the idea of the internet cafe. Oh, like yeah. Before, like you would go overseas and you need to send an email, you need to, to do something. Like, well, you just go find an internet cafe. Yeah. Like try finding like a 15-year-old, say – Internet cafe. Uh-huh. You think what in the world's an internet cafe? Yeah, right. And like, no, it's a room full of computers where you go pay to, to sit on one for like a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. so you can like dial up to the internet and check your email. Yeah, or play <laughs> some game or whatever. So dial up internet's one. Um, home phone. So right? that's the one I was going to say. Okay, like, I, I you take it. You know Bo, and I know so Bo. Bo and shout I, out to you, Bo. When I was I don't know nine or ten, we like when we were bored. I'd be at home playing yeah. Madden or some video game, yeah. and he'd be at home playing something, and we'd just call each other, yeah. put put each other on a speaker, yeah. and play games and just chat as if we were sitting in the room together. Yep. And I, Yes, and you're like, wow, wouldn't this be cool if we could do this with more than just two of us? Yes. Yeah. And, and, and so like, <laughs> there's that where it was, it was really cool to have a wireless phone, yeah. like not a corded home right. phone. Cord- cordless. Yeah, cordless. That's, That's there yep. you go. Yep. Now we had a cordless when I was a kid that had like the it's like a radio antenna. You had to like pull it out like 
three steps out. Nice. And then you like to. Yeah. So ours didn't have the, the. That was really old. But yeah, but, yeah. Well, but it was a big deal because ours had caller ID. We could yes. see who was calling the house. Okay. Yeah. That was a big deal. And so I could tell if it was if it was Bo calling, like, hey, I'm going to grab this or right. I'm going to call. And um, I also, something that our kids will never experience yeah. is the caution that somebody might be listening on the phone as well. Yeah. Yes. Like, like there's another line. You hear somebody and you're like. Not another line, but someone else is like. Yeah. You ask your yeah. sister your, yeah. or your brother or your parent, like, are you on? Are you listening? Are you listening? Yeah. All right. I'm going to hang up now. Yeah, and you press a, a number. Here. You press number seven. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so here's the thing with that, um, and we might have talked about this last episode, but so with with caller ID, like that revolutionized everything, for sure. Right, because then you can look back and say, well, who called? Yeah. Right, and this ties into the thing about taking a message. Hmm. Our kids will never know, like, well, did you did you take a message? Yeah, exactly. Right, because dude, is watching a, Seinfeld always get in trouble, right, as a kid. Don't answer the phone if you're not going to take a message because it's always like the fun thing to do. Yeah. Like get the mail, <laughs> literally to go get the mail and to answer the phone were the exciting things to do. <laughs> like you'd race to go get the phone. Like, okay, I got you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat my brother to the phone and I'm going to answer it. No idea who's on the other side. You have no clue. You're answering that thing blind, but you need to be prepared with pen and paper to take a message for your parents. Most of the time, I would forget. Oh, I'd think oh, I'll, I'll remember. Yeah, you forget or whatever. You know, a couple of days go by. They get the call from someone. They get off the phone. They just like, did you? Did you? Did they call? Did you? You know, did you take this call? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> right. So taking a message and then caller ID. So this is the last thing I'll say on this. But last fall, um, I bought a, a a door for like a storm door for a house. Enough buying it off of Tradio. So Tradio, I've heard of Tradio is is there's several names for it, but it's this idea where a radio station opens up their lines and you call and you say, Hey, I have a this for sale. Yep. And people if they want it, they can call me at this number. So it's pretty much like the original Craigslist, if you will. Mm-hmm. But you call in, you say what you have, here's the information, here's my number. So I get this number off of Tradio for the storm door, and I call the guy and and you'll re- dude, hold on. I'm already fascinated this. that you're listening to radio and you hear somebody. Dude, if somebody said, I've got this thing on the radio, I'd be like, heck no, I'm not calling this it guy. A, it was a deal. So Good for you. It, it wasn't the door I thought it was, so it's kind of a bummer. But yeah. thankfully, I didn't spend a whole lot on it. Anyway, so I call the guy and it rings and it rings like three times and then it goes into like an old answering machine. Okay. This is so and so, you know, please leave a message. Well, this is the original caller idea. You start leaving the message. And somebody can pick and up. And someone can interrupt that and pick it up. Yep. That's exactly what he did. No. Hi, my name's Rick. I'm calling with the storm. Uh, you know, you hear like a shuffle, like you hear like beeping and some kind of sound. And then it's like, hey, this is Glenn, you know, or whatever. Um, I think his name was Gail, which is a great old man name yeah. for a guy selling a radio on, or yeah. a thing on Tradio and having an old style answering machine. Uh-huh. But it was like so nostalgic because that, I mean, that was the way we did it. Like you wait, if you don't know the number, you're like, that's like, just wait. It hits the answering machine. They start leaving a message. You're like, okay, you can pick it up. Or no, let yeah. it go. That's amazing. Dude, yeah. Bring so it back. That man. was a long rant. Bring it back. Tune in. Well, I mean, I'm just thinking, like, now we can see anyone's calling us. And oh, typically, yeah. people don't even call. They'll just text. And Sometimes they'll text before they call. Hey, I'm going to call you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, what? Well, I, I saw something funny. It was like, <laughs> it was a funny meme. It was... Um, <laughs> how like how i react in my mind if someone calls me without first texting me and it's like are you crazy <laughs> it's like 
<laughs> one of these videos where the person's yeah. clearly upset. Yes. I'm like, it is funny how texting yeah. and has totally changed the way we communicate. Yeah. So so Jimmy and I go back, Jimmy Alexander and I, well, like he's like the whole like text me before you call me kind of a thing. Okay. And Jimmy's wife Molly, Molly and I are the same persuasion. Like if you don't if you don't want to talk to me, don't answer. Yeah. There's caller ID, like it tells you I'm calling. Yeah. So just don't answer it. Like how much time do you need to like mentally prepare to like answer the phone and talk to me? Yeah, right. But <laughs> anyway. Am I that difficult to talk to? You? <laughs> Sorry. So oh, now we man. joke, he'll call me without texting and I'll text him before I call him. There you go. Nice. All right, Rob, what do you got today? What's on tap? All right, man. So by the time this episode drops, this is going to be old, mm. old news. Old news. But for us, it's fresh news. Fresh hot off and, the And I think there's some theological skillet. implications, but I would like to... <laughs> you got to dig for them I if mean, you're in there. Uh, I mean, I'm just saying. Like, let's, <laughs> what we have to remember is that we're doing a show. That's right. right we're that's professionals. Right. We've, we've got to bring this back to a theological topic. How much money do you have to do, make? Because that's the, de- the definition of a professional. You do it professionally. You does it have to like supply like your main source of like living? It's a good question. I don't have an answer for okay, it. Okay, that's good. Next topic. Here's the topic. Okay. Tom Brady has retired. Okay. Twenty-two years playing, seven Super Bowl wins, ten Super Bowl appearances. Mm-hmm. Each, I believe, are a record. Not only, I mean, obviously for individual. Yeah. Um, but but also for franchise. I don't think any franchise has been to the Super Bowl ten times. Mm-hmm. If anyone has, it's the Patriots, but I don't think... The runners-up would be the Steelers, right? Yeah. Um, I think the Patriots are at nine. They might be at ten, and the Steelers might be at nine. But regardless... Yeah, regardless. No, regardless. (laughs) (laughs) I want your thoughts. Tom Brady's retirement. What are your feelings towards Tom Brady? What are your feelings towards his retirement? Why do people have a love-hate relationship with him? Yeah. So I th- okay. So first of all, first off, first of all, I I am a Tom Brady fan. Okay. I I mean I don't know the guy personally. I'm not yeah. commenting about who he is or whatever. Just Tom Brady as the athlete. Yeah. Going back to celebrity things. I don't know Tom Brady the personality. Tom Brady the athlete. Yep. Phenomenal. Yep. Uh, you like in our lifetime, we might see one or two other athletes like that. Yeah. But I'm maybe, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy with so much dedication. I mean, people would say like he's the mach- he's a machine, like he is. Like yeah. everything he does throughout his life, every moment of the day, like it's it's to one end to one end to be a phenomenal football player, mm-hmm. and it's he, and he succeeded. Oh yeah, right. So admire him for that. Phenomenal athlete. I remember watching. It was you and we were at the the. Um, Swanson's when they lived at their old house before they did oh, like their old addition. Exactly what you're talking and about. And he came back. Who are they playing? They're playing the Falcons. The Falcons. And they came back and like won. Three minutes left in the third quarter. Yeah. And they're down twenty eight to three in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So watching that happen, like you talk about like I remember parents older people saying, Oh, I remember like I will always remember that game. Yeah, same. Obviously I don't remember who they're playing, I don't remember the score, but I remember Tom Brady leading the Patriots out of an immense hole. Yeah. To go and win the Super Bowl, yeah, and that's that's awesome. That's a, that's a Unreal. remarkable thing. Unreal. So I appreciate him. I respect him. All those great things. I think it's also a, and you see this like a changing of kind of the guard in a yeah. sense, right? So so Manning's retired. Roethlisberger's retired. Um, uh, Romo retired. I mean, all these. So here's a crazy stat for you. Yeah. To make your point. Yeah. They said this is the first time in 19 years. That either Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, or the 49ers were not in the Super Bowl. Wow. 
First time in 19 years. Yeah. So, so like that, there's a, there's a change. Yeah. It's exciting. So yeah. some exciting guys coming up. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how people like with the fall, I don't say fallout, but like how people handle it. Um, I feel like everyone usually once you retire, you step out of whether it's sports or politics or whatever, like you you begin to be painted in a much like kinder picture. Mm-hmm. Generally, people um, kind of the negative things kind of fade in the background, and you're you begin to be um, memorialized, even though you're not dead. Like you, there's yeah. this idea of this I, the idealistic attributes of Tom Brady are then kind of highlighted, and like. What's left to highlight? I mean, how yeah. do you how do you make this guy look even better? Yeah, so right. anyway, that'll be interesting in the next few and years. Just to how, clarify, how that stuff this ages. is this is after Tom Brady has announced his retirement. This is not. We're not recording this after the Adam the Schefter, foe. yeah, right. pulled the trigger a little too quick. Whoopsie, retirement. So Tom Tom released this. Tom, up. yeah, Tom did that. Yeah, you know, he, he texted me. He said, "Rick, Tommy, he, and I." He um, said, should, "Should I tell him now?" And I said, "Tom, you know, you, you know, but." You're always asking my opinion on these things. <laughs> trust yourself, okay? For once. Just trust your own abilities. For once, Tom. Come on. <laughs> just bet on yourself for once. The anyway. man behind the man. Okay, so that's my hot take on Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Your thoughts? <laughs> he, he released this <laughs> this uh, post announcing his retirement. Yeah. And he went on and on about um, his coaches. He named right. Bruce Arian. He named... Um, some of his teammates named the city of Tampa. He named the whole staff of the Buccaneers. Like not not named, but he's like he's like everyone on staff. Incredible. Yeah. Like I see you. Yeah, I'm so great for you. I hear you. It was you know how people like take a picture of something they wrote and yeah. post that. Yeah, there were nine of these. Wow. Okay. So it was it's extensive, decently long. Who didn't make the cut? <laughs> the entire New England really? chapter. Of his career. What? <laughs> Didn't say it. Belichick? Thing. Nothing about Belichick. Nothing about the Kraft family. Nothing about the Patriots. Nothing about, like, the Boston area. area. Nothing. What happened there? <laughs> Dude, something had to have happened. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. It was ice cold. Not a thing about them. That's all, So that's that's why he went to Tampa. That's the only reason he went to Tampa. Oh, oh yeah. He was frustrated. No, I, sure. mean, I know that, but he, it's one thing to, like, I'm frustrated. I'm going to retire. I'm, no, he went to Tampa to... to Put one over, saying that very politely. Yeah, <laughs> on New England. I, I'm, and it's got to it. be something because yeah, no, that's it. That was it. Although there was like this post uh, when when they played New England, where him and Bob and was it Bob Kraft, Bill Belichick. Bill, no, 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 the, the owner, Robert Kraft. Yeah, Robert were in like a tunnel together, and there was like this sweet like picture. They're smiling, and there's some kind of nice text to that or something. Yeah, maybe. So anyway, hey, there had to have been something there. Yeah, because you don't just. But okay, but I will say that will not probably be remembered well. People will people will, they'll, they'll they'll look back with great nostalgia at his years in New England yeah, and then for his sure. temp, and like that stuff gets glossed over. Mm-hmm. So yeah, all right, good point. So very fascinating. Um, when it comes to Tom Brady, yeah, and yeah, yeah let's spiritualize this. Yeah, let's yeah, do yeah. it. So let's uh, that's what we're here for. Yeah. When it comes <laughs> to Tom Brady, simple, why why is it that he's polarizing? And why is it that we love seeing inc- like incredible things like this? Do you, okay. Because to say Tom Brady's career is anything short of incredible. Like, I am not. I, I was one of the biggest non-Tom Brady fans. Because here's the thing. I'm a Steelers fan. Yeah. And the amount of Super Bowls that Tom right, Brady prevented right. us from going to frustrates yeah. me. Yeah. 
and then the stuff with cheating with the Patriots. I think yeah. I think there's some stuff there. Right, right. Now, granted, toward the end of his time there, I desperately wanted him to leave, that kind of thing. But he goes to Tampa Bay, and I start liking him. Mm. So I'm like, all right, this guy, he's a real dude. Okay. Like, he's still... He's an average Joe. He's, he's not an average Joe. <laughs> he eats avocado ice cream, doesn't even eat any carbs. <laughs> like, he's not a normal guy. A, but, like, oh, yes. okay, he can joke around. He can make fun of himself. Yeah. I've, I've said several times, if you can make fun of yourself, then yeah. I think, I think I, I'm going to like you. Because so, I'm going to make fun of you. <laughs> so Tom Brady's making fun of himself. Like, yeah. He's a little able bit of humility to, Exactly. There, able to have right. some ha-has. And I'm like, okay, I like this guy. And then recently, just like the stuff that he's done to help kids and help with other people, like he's, he's been... He's doing the he's philanthropy showing, showing, thing. Yeah, exactly. I'm, a, I'm a nice good dude. guy. Good dude, yeah. Funny guy, Here's too. He's 2% of my wealth. Exactly. So um, even now, I'm like, yeah. okay, he's the GOAT. He's the greatest of all time when it comes to the quarterback position. When it comes to the NFL, like in my opinion, sure, yeah. he's the GOAT. And I, and I am not yeah. a big Tom Brady fan. But I'm more of a fan than I was a few years ago. Yeah, okay. Why is it that we like seeing incredible? Yeah. Why do we why do we why are we drawn to that? And then also, why is Tom Brady polarizing? I mean, I think it's the same answer. And that is like we desire like that's what we all want to be. This goes this kind of goes back to what we were talking about last episode about like we want to stand out and be above everyone else. Okay. Like we're not content just to be like like I'm, I'm just really happy just to be average. Yeah. Like we might get there in life. Yeah. But there's something in us. Like I want to be excellent, not for excellence's sake. Mm-hmm. I want, I want the applause. I want people to recognize me. I want to be the greatest. Yeah. Right. So I think in that desire, we see someone who's actually as best as we can see, right, achieving that. Mm-hmm. It's not perfection, right? Obviously, but like w- leaps above any other quarterback. I mean, just look at the statistics. Yeah. No doubt, way better than any other football player ever. I don't know if the statistics would even necessarily say that, but the trophies sure would. I, I think if you, I mean, I'm not a sports guy. This is not a sports podcast. So I can't, so. but I think if you look at like, I mean, the records that he holds. Oh yeah, the dude's incredible. So right. so with that, you're seeing that, and you want that. Yeah. But you also despise it because you can't have it. Hmm. Right? It's the same thing as like the middle school kid who's, angry or beating up someone else because they can't have what they have, right? Similar, um, there's the the book, The Count of Monte Cristo, right? And in this book... I've seen that movie. Yeah, f- great movie, right? And in that, like, he he has a nemesis who was his friend. And the nemesis, like, has all, like, life's privileges, money, status, all that stuff, but he's yeah. never content. Yeah. The other guy's content with what he has. Mm-hmm. And there's an element of contentness that we're just not content with the bodies we have. We're not content with mm. the, our lot in life. Right, and so we see someone else who's just doing phenomenal things, and we're just bitter about it. Yeah, like, that should be me. Why in the world should it be you? Yeah, right. So there's this just it again reveals our heart. We we love it because it's like that's where we all want to be, and we hate it because we can't be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. I think I think when you think about why is it that like just in general, some people are just really good at stuff. Like there's just unless you're Tom Brady, like in almost every field, there's just people who are better than you. Mm-hmm. They're just better at their job. Yeah. They're nicer. They're kinder. They're smarter. They're more attractive. All those things. And so if if those are the things you're stacking yourself up against to measure, like you're always left wanting, always yeah. left kind of 
I just wish I could be a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, like, well, this is who God's made me to be, yeah, right? Yeah. So if was it Ephesians 4.10 that, like, God has, like, or, like wonderfully made us with a purpose and given us a, a mission, right? So it's not like God haphazard, like, well, you know, you're there, you're doing your thing, and just kind of have it. Like, he's specifically made you the way he's made you. Um, he's given you the giftings. He's placed the work before you to do. We need to strive to be content in that. Yeah. And let the Tom Brady's of the world be the Tom Brady's of the world. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to tell you right now, when we all stand before Jesus Christ on the day of judgment, Tom Brady's like a stick out. Maybe he's a little taller, but he's not going to stick out yeah. in any other special way. Yeah. Right. It's we're all going to be equal before the before the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, it's funny you bring up contentment because I found myself as I've gotten older. I'm, I've already said I'm a Steelers fan, and I used to get really frustrated when the Steelers would lose games because I mm. wanted the Steelers so badly to always be better than the Patriots because growing up watching, it was always yeah. the Patriots that we had to get through. Yeah, and so I hated it when the Patriots mm. had success, and I so badly wanted the Steelers to have that success. So you're the middle school kid who's just angry because the other kid's doing well. Yeah. yeah. Well, seriously. Oh, yeah. And and I, as I've as I've grown just in maturity over the years, I found myself, yeah, I still root for the Steelers. They're still my favorite team. But if they lose, like, like they, got, they got killed in the playoffs. I'm just like, mm. eh, yeah, I kind of expected that. Yeah. I mean, Ben Osborne's old. And I next year, I'm like, probably going to be a mediocre year because yeah. we don't have a quarterback. I'm like, yeah. okay, whatever. But I, I found myself, I am enjoying football a lot yeah. more because yes. i'm like i yeah i can just appreciate what i'm able to watch like yeah. I'm, i can appreciate tom's greatness i can appreciate patrick mahomes appreciate josh allen i can appreciate joe burrow what he's doing I appreciate the fact that matthew stafford's on a relevant team now and now he's in the super bowl like all of this like i'm like oh cool mm-hmm. like it's not the steelers that's okay but right this is really great to watch yeah like this is a yeah. great product absolutely and and so i'm I, you bring up contentment mm-hmm. and I'm tying it to that football piece. Yeah. But how much more so in life? Absolutely. Like, man, I'm grateful for what the Lord's given me. Yes. And great. He, like, he got a promotion. Or great. She's doing a great thing. Or great. They're having many kids. Or great. They've got a new house. Like, whatever it is. Yeah. New car, whatever. Like, whatever it is that we compare. Mm-hmm. Like, great. great. Good for Praise them. God. Yeah. Like, I can actually rejoice. Right. Because I'm content, I can actually rejoice with those who rejoice. Yes. And when it's the other side, I can I can weep with those who weep. Because... Yeah. I want these things for you as well. And when this mm-hmm. doesn't happen, mm-hmm. when there's a something that's significant pain in your life, yes. like, that hurts me because yeah. it hurts you. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so I'm going to make a connection here to football and, to, and then to real life. Oh, right? okay. okay. Check this out. Youth pastor. <laughs> Bring it back. So here we go, kids. Um, listen, so you think about... Listen, life's a game. Listen, guys. you got to snap that ball. you got to get on the gridiron. That's right. Get on there. Gotta put, the, put the pads on. <laughs> Back in my day, um, so this idea of like rooting for your team has shifted with fantasy football. Hundred percent. And people now with all kinds of sports, but people now are no, not nearly as much fans of a team or a flag as they are of individuals. So their loyalties are divided, right? Well, yep. I'm a big this, but I also like this and I like that. So, so because of just fantasy sports and just. I think sports culture in general, people are not as like strident about like, well, I'm I'm a Cleveland fan. Yeah, nothing else, no one else, right? Um, but with that, you're seeing people who are now like you're saying like like I'm happy for this person because I like this person. I you know they're kind of um, 
able to celebrate other aspects other than just I live and die by my team, yeah. what happens. Yeah. So similarly to our own life as Christians, and even within the Christian, I'm talking about probably more of the Protestant realm, right, of Christianity. Like oftentimes, historically, and we even see this now with politics and all kinds of stuff, like we want to just kind of shell up and like, well, what's my specific kind of tribe and stripe? Hmm. And if you're not in that, then I'm going to like put you down. I want to be against you. I want to do better than you. Yeah. I want to have like better speakers and better this and better that and, and more evidence that I'm right or whatever. Instead of saying, man, I'm not Methodist at all. Yeah. But there's a, there's a bunch of churches in the Methodist vein who I would disagree with, but who are standing up and saying, man, we're, we're fighting, we're contending for to, to hold to the scriptural view of marriage, the mm. scriptural view of, of, of gender. Like, I'm excited about that. I don't want to put the Methodist down, yeah. right? Or even, like, uh, within charismatic and non-charismatic groups. Like, yep. And there's a lot more to be said there. But 100%. just in general, yeah. like, um, why am I always, like, us against them? Mm-hmm. Why can't we just, like, look what the Lord's done. Yeah. I disagree with this, disagree with that. But uh, from what I can tell, like, uh, the work of the, uh, a work of the Lord has been, has been done in you. Mm-hmm. And celebrate that. Yeah. Yeah, go. that's good. Tom that's, Brady. It's a good take. Where do you think uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to go? You don't have to have he any theological he went, tie here. He should have went to Jeopardy is where he should have went. He tried. Well, I think he was. He wouldn't let go of the, the football thing. He yeah. wasn't willing, willing to retire. Which Whether he should have or he should have, I don't know. I'm just saying that would have been like... Well, he had a Super Bowl team this year. Yeah, well... I mean, they he, did. They, yeah. just, they just laid an egg in yeah. bad weather. Lots of drop balls. So... Yeah. Um, yeah, I, you said he's going to go to the, the Broncos. No, I said, I, I said by the time this drops, it may have already been yeah. announced. But Welcome to Simple Theology Sports. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, they say that's the lead. Like yeah. That's the front runner. We'll find out. I mean, I, you know, I had when, when Brett Favre left, I, like a lot of some good friends who are big Packer fans, and half of them just hated him for it. And I understand that. But I think the other – and it was hard, like – Retire, don't retire. Do your yeah. thing, but like the, it wasn't like he's just your average run the middle guy. Like he deserved some, whether he deserved how much, but he deserved some leeway to, to figure that out. Yeah. Anyway, when he went um, to the to the Raiders, I think he went, there, and then he went to the. I thought he went to the Jets. He went to the Jets, and then he went to the to the Vikings. Uh, Vikings. Yeah. And when he went to the Vikings, that was a hard one. Oh yeah, because you're like a division rival. Well, the rival. Yeah. Like it's not just it is like the the rival. Yeah. And it's not like a it's not even like a rival like um of you I feel like mutual respect between like Cleveland and and uh, Pittsburgh where there's like enough mutual respect. I mean this is like this is like Cleveland and, and Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Or what, yeah. you know it's just like there's just there's no respect. There's no So that was a hard pill to swallow. But yeah. I mean I, I'll probably still I'm still an Aaron, Aaron Rodgers fan so I'll pull for him wherever he probably lands, but yeah. But that'll be second to to the Packers. Okay. So I'm not. Which are second to the Browns. Which are second to the Browns. So to go Browns, Packers, Aaron. Probably something like that. A. A. Ron. A. A. Ron. Yeah. There you go. Okay. That's right. Okay. So uh, next thing I want to ask you about. Ask me. Was I want your thoughts. A thought for your thoughts. A thought for your thoughts. (laughs) Um, Parks and Rec Mm. reference to those wondering. I want your thoughts. A penny for your thoughts. A thought for your thoughts. Hmm. On yes. the growing topic of the metaverse. Okay. Yeah, so... So hold on, give a brief rundown if you can, for those who okay, may not so be aware. Okay, so the metaverse is 
for lack of a better term, communist China. <laughs> There's their social media wing. Okay. <laughs> Starting to get your opinion. I like it. No, so, I mean, I think, like, Facebook is re- rebranding as the metaverse, and they're, I mean, Facebook owns so no, much. No, Facebook anyway. is re- rebranding as meta. It's, it's, it's all part of the same thing. Yeah. It's Mark Zuckerberg's world. Yeah, right. basically. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. So I got off Facebook a year ago. I was off for like a couple of years, got on, and like, yeah, I'm going to yeah, get right. back off. Um, and I might get back on, who knows, with all that stuff. But my thoughts on it right now, um, you know, people have been writing science fiction for a long time, right? And you can go back to, um, you can go back to the early 1900s, you know, when really since electricity is like there has to be some electricity around there wasn't the science fiction before that was kind of dull because uh, there wasn't much science <laughs> uh, but since the science fiction early mid 1900s i mean they've been predicting these kinds of things right yeah. that there's going to be like these things or these companies that now run your life right google does this yep right google will unlock your house they'll set your temperature your house they'll tell you when you have an email they'll tell you when your fridge is empty they'll tell you when you need to take more walks you need to stand up like all the stuff they got for you yeah and so it's not it shouldn't surprise no one that like they're just going to keep advancing these things so my take on meta is it's going to happen and and if it, it's going to be some competitors but it's going to be just more integration of technology into your life which good and bad there. There's a commercial for Apple Watch out right now where these people are yeah. they're knocked unconscious or whatever and your your watch calls yep. the squad or something like that. Saves people's lives. Yeah. Huge it's a wonderful thing. But it's also kind of creepy. Yeah. So you just got to you got to be aware of what you're doing. Yeah. I don't think you can turn back like you can't you shouldn't just hide up in a hole somewhere. Yeah. Say well, I'm not going to do anything. But I think you should be wise about what you do do. So here's the definition <laughs> that I see like on what I said there. What you do do. Uh. You said you do. <laughs> so here's the definition I have. Simply put, the metaverse is a virtual oh, reality. Oh, you wanted to ask me to define it, and then you wanted to define it. Yeah, that's what okay, I'm doing. Okay. Yep. <laughs> it's a virtual re- reality world where users can interact, game, and experience things as they would in the real world. Yeah. What's so the, they can what's interact, the movie? they can game, and they can experience things that- in a created world as they would in the real world. Go back to the, the I mean this is the first place we see this, but in the in the eighties, nineties version of Star Trek. Next generation, I think, is what okay. with um yeah, I can't think of people's names, but Picard, all that stuff. And they had this room where you could go in and you could it could um become like I mean same thing like virtual reality. Yeah. You could go in this room and you could set the setting of how real you wanted it to be. So you could be so unreal that like you're you could get punched and you wouldn't feel it or you get shot, nothing happens, or it could be completely real where like these things kill you, literally. Wow. Right. So you can set it to wherever like whatever time you wanted, like whatever you wanted it to happen, you can set it and you can set it to the reality, level of reality you wanted. And that's the same thing as like virtual reality. Yeah. Right? The the goggles, all that stuff, like it's the whole how can I be somewhere that I'm not really? Yeah. How can I experience something that's not actual real? But it does kind of bend the mind because, like, but everything in your body is telling you it is real. Hmm. Like, it's not real because I just got to pull these things off your face. Yep. But if your whole body, all your senses, everything's saying this is happening, it's kind of happening. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like when you were talking, I thought you were going to go the Matrix route. Yeah. Where, like, it's this, yep. this world that is real, that's not real, and, like, you can right. experience things as if they were real. Right. Which every, like, 
people have used that the, the matrix analogy. Oh yeah. First, but like that's the reality of life and death, like spiritually speaking. Yeah. Like you're dead. You don't understand that you're dead. You don't understand the world's dead. You don't understand like that God's real. All those things, and He He regenerates you, and then you see everything for how it is. But now, just red we're, pill. We're always be, yeah. We're always being kind of sent. Um, uh, what's the word? Desensitized mm-hmm. and numb to the to the realities around us, and truth, reality, like. Think about it. we're we're living in a day when reality is like question we're questioning like what's real yeah like am I hooked up to a machine or am I watching this through my goggles and you, you couple that with as far as the entertainment side of things with the the real reality that people are com- I mean brilliant minds are legitimately confused over gender yeah oh yeah I mean and I don't mean like this is just political I mean like they are brilliant and they cannot figure out if there's two genders or 12 genders or what yeah well in my, in my together, mind that's just a suppressing yeah suppressing of truth okay so here, here's we're some, all going to go with elon musk that's right to mars that's right so here's some questions for you um will okay. you will you participate in the metaverse oh i don't know yeah i mean i just you don't know yeah like as of right now do you have any intention to get some vr goggles and no okay. as far as that stuff no yeah i'm not talking about facebook okay i mean i i think like there's games and stuff that would be that would be fun to try yeah. I, i've done the thing where like you can take a tour of like like historical places all over the world oh yeah which is like really cool yeah that'd be cool um but yeah i think i think be very careful with all that so have you heard of this there's like I, i'm gonna start talking out of my ignorance now there's these things <laughs> nfts it's basically digital art. Yeah, that people are buying. Yes, and they're paying like five hundred million dollars yeah. for these things. Yeah. They will never hold this thing in their hand. I know. And and that people are buying plots of land yep. in the metaverse. Yep. Um, it's the same thing with crypto. Yeah, it's the same idea. Oh yeah, like you'll you'll never you'll utilize never these things. And so, when it comes to the um, like the metaverse, the virtual yeah. reality side. Yeah, of yeah, it, yeah. What would be some Things that you would want to be cautious about. Yeah, no, that's a good question. This is a really good topic, Rob. Hey, I wish I, I wish I would have had time to prepare. Yeah, um, too bad. You're the one who set this <laughs> trajectory. <laughs> okay, so I think, and and this is the same with, um, I mean, we this this isn't new. Like this happens with books. Yeah. Hunger Games. You and I read Hunger Games at the same time. Yeah. We were enamored with it. Oh yeah. Like you couldn't put it down. When you put it down, you're still thinking about it, right? So literature, anything that's narrative outside of reality has the ability to do this and you get swept up into something that's not real yeah and that's a there's a beautiful thing in that yeah like when you're in a story and it's just like it's you're there you're not even aware of like what's going on around you physically spatially right you're there in that story that's it's a neat thing that your mind has the ability to do that um but when that becomes like regular um it it just it's revealing like your heart isn't content with where God has you. Yeah. Your heart isn't content with with reality, true reality, mm-hmm. which is a redundant statement. <laughs> um, but your heart's not content with true reality. It's not content with the things that God has placed in the world. And I mean, ever since the industrial revolution, especially, but really the enlightenment, like we're always trying to numb the darkness of the world. Yeah. Right? So we don't wanna we don't wanna have to stop idolizing women. And lusting after women or lusting after men. We don't want to have to stop um, using 
porn or even like trying to fulfill our, our sexual desires in unbiblical ways. We don't. No one wants to stop that. But we all kind of want to stop this human sex trafficking. We don't want to yeah, see right. minors and and these kinds of like you know under eighteen. Like we don't want to. We don't want to see all that. So we're numbing ourselves to the to the darkness of our own desires. Mm. And so similarly, I think with like virtual, virtual reality, like like you don't want to deal, like you want to indulge in something, but you don't want the consequences of it. You don't want the ramifications of it, but yeah. yet you want it. Yeah. I, w- I mean, I want to eat. I want to eat whatever I want to eat, whenever I want to eat, as much as I want to eat. I don't want to deal with the consequences of that. Yeah. And, th- and that's that's like the promise of sin every yep. time. Absolutely. Like, here are all the good things that you yep. can get out of it, the quote-unquote right. good things. Right. But you, you don't, you either don't think about or you drastically underestimate yeah. yes. the weight of the bad things. Mm. That's and, so true. And we buy into this idea that this promise that's been given to us in sin is going to fulfill the desire that we have. And yeah. in reality, yeah. it doesn't. It never does. And, and yet. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah, so, we still we still go back to it. As, uh, I was reading about this and they were talking about how... Um, well, Genesis one twenty eight. Let me just turn there. Mm-hmm. It is after God has created everything, and He now sets man and woman over over what He's just created. So He said, "We read, and God blessed them, and God said to them, to Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And it continues here. And God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of all the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food. And he continues to go on and talks about the beast. But but we see God mm-hmm. creating this, this real place yeah. and giving his creation the creation made in his image, man and woman, dominion over it. Mm-hmm. This is the world you're to operate in. Right. This is the world where you are to have dominion. This is where you are to have life, where you are to find your mm-hmm. satisfaction. Not ultimate satisfaction, but yeah. this is where your your bellies get full. Right. This right. is where you you interact with one another. Yeah. And now we see the image of God, the thing that, that I was reading, so that the Imago Dei, the image of God, mm-hmm. is about to encounter the Imago Meta, mm-hmm. where we have tried to take the, yeah. us as the image of God, we aren't satisfied with it. Yeah. And so now we try to create our own world, yeah. where we can create our own identity, we can create our own avatar, we can create our own experiences, yep. Yep. And that is the image that we're going to spend yeah. our time in, not the place where God has set us. It's, right. it's tempting to create our own identity. And now right. the metaverse has given us that ability. And it's taken away the consequences, right? Yeah, yeah. Cause, like I can yep. I go to the metaverse and I can sleep with them. I can shoot whoever I want. I can rob who, Like there's no yeah. consequences. I'm not actually doing it. Yeah, yeah. Right? And that's, the, that's the, the interesting thing in Genesis when the Lord... Like he 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 doesn't he withholds no good thing from us. Yeah. Even as believers in a fallen world, when the Lord says uh, he's withholding or, or it's not our, like we're not married, we want to be married or we want to be in our career, like he's not withholding these good things because he just doesn't want us to have them. Yeah. Like they're good and they're only good when they're in His time. And so I think with Adam and Eve, like the Lord wasn't holding anything back from them. The only thing He was holding back from them 
or things that were harmful for them. Yeah, yeah. Right? And then the serpent comes and says, well, surely, right, you too can be like God. Yeah. Metaverse, surely you too can enjoy what your flesh desires as much as you want it without the consequences of it. Mm-hmm. Have at it. It's a buffet. Yeah. Right? And that that appeals to us because, like, well, the Lord, God, he's telling me not to do these things. He's withholding these things that my, that I desire and I want. He's The only thing he's holding back from you are bad things. Yeah. Like, genuinely. I, and, I mean, there's there's an internal perspective there because the Lord, he, he uses hard things. He uses all kinds of things in the world. But in the in the, the lens of eternity, he, he's only holding back bad things from you. Yeah. Right? So this idea of the metaverse, you fast forward out of Genesis to Babylon, right? The Tower of Babel. Mm-hmm. And this is like the same things happening. Yep. Yep. So this is my prediction, Rob. Metaverse is going to come out. World War III is going to break out. Russia's going to invade Ukraine. We're all going to nuke everyone. We're all going to go back to the Stone Age, right? You heard it here first, guys. There you guys. When you're there, you can rewind and listen to this <laughs> yeah, on your right. cassette tape. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Oh boy. Okay. Um, so let me ask this. The, are, are you wait? I just want to. What's your take on the metaverse? Are you going to indulge? I am not. No, I'm not planning on doing that. But Facebook. Uh, I mean, I'm on Facebook and I'm on Instagram, which are technically part of the metaverse. But I am not planning on doing. That. Is there like a um, a noun for people who are is it, are, are they going to be like metaers or? I don't um, know. I do minions, know. maybe. There you go. Like I hope they call them minions. Comrades. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> But oh, seriously. man. <laughs> but seriously. But seriously. <laughs> so right, anyway. is uh, Proclamation Church going to get in on some early metaverse real estate? Yeah, yeah, we are. We're going to buy some metaverse. We're going to buy a metaverse uh, building, uh-huh. right, to virtually gather in That's right. on yep. the virtual Sunday, yep. whichever Sunday we want, or whatever day of the week that we deem Sunday That's is. That's right, exactly. Um, you choose your Sabbath. Yeah, you, well, yeah, you do. Yeah. Who else is going to choose it for That's, you, right? Nobody. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> People don't even, you gotta, you gotta get out there, you gotta make it happen. That's right. Just choose a day. <laughs> I just saw, I was in a bookstore earlier before I came here and I saw a book from Joel Steen that said like, something like taking life to the next level. And I'm like, <laughs> if you've been following this guy for like 10 years and he comes out with this book, uh, I'm like, dang it, he screwed me. <laughs> I thought I was on the next level. Exactly. And now, dang it, you know. There's this whole other level. There's a better life to be had. You I said my, my best life would be now. I can have my best, best life now. Well, that's what Meta's offering. Yeah. It really is. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that as believers in the fallen world, we will become very frustrated with people who indulge in these things. Yeah. But, like, what else do they have to live for? Yeah. Like, if you're not a believer, this is why people have been getting drunk and, like, blazed for centuries. Yeah. Right? And getting high for, for Trying years. Trying to escape like, reality. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is, like, suicidal people struggle because they realize the reality is I'm there's nothing intrinsically apart from a creator God there's nothing in me that's of value yeah in my life apart from a, a creator God who, who has meaning and purpose for the universe apart from that there is no meaning and purpose mm-hmm. so like why are we here and so I think we need to be gracious and compassionate toward people who are indulging in these things because like why yes. wouldn't you yeah absolutely anyway so so you guys will not no we will not okay no, sorry. okay now just kidding not gonna do. Now, Greg, whatever, Rochelle or whatever, Rochelle or whatever his name oh, is. I know. Life yeah. Point, not Life, Life no. City Online <laughs> Church. <laughs> life Cross City. Life Point Cross point, City. Uh, uh, dot TV. Dot TV <laughs> slash Hill, something like that. <laughs> dot net. <laughs> 
Oh, nice. Anyway. Okay. Um, <laughs> so genuinely, yeah. why will you not? Why, why will Proclamation Church not be? I mentioned this in my sermon on Sunday. Um, Ooh, you got into the metaverse? <laughs> no, I just said there's no such thing as, as like online church. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yes. Okay. So You have a mic in front of you. I am sitting here patiently. I would like to hear you go on this rant. <laughs> Please. Have at it. So online church is the same thing as saying like, oh, like we got married online. Or we got married online. I haven't we, heard that illustration, but I like we it. We consummated <laughs> online. Or, or like, you know, we conceived a child. On, like, you can't do it. Yeah. You literally cannot do it. Because by definition, the church, the, the ecclesia, the gathering, the assembling of the believers together requires just that, the assembling of mm-hmm. the believers together. But we're assembling online. No, you're not. Because you can't do that. <laughs> like, you can all tune in. And, and there's, like, there might be some gray area like, where it could be beneficial to, like, oh, let's, when COVID hit, we all got on Zoom. And we could see everyone's faces. If COVID they, hasn't if gone away, man. If, if I know, if their cameras are on. I know. It's going to, like, go in the stores. You're like, everyone's got masks here. I was like, guys, where are you guys living in Iraq? <laughs> Dude, Columbus is a lot and, more liberal than <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> anyway, um, nobody gave me any dirty looks or anything, so that was good. Uh, but anyway, so so with that, like the online idea, you can you can use technology to connect, but we were not designed for that. And you have to be clear what's happening. You are connecting, you're not gathering. Yeah. Just like I could get on a Zoom call with my wife and see her and talk to her mm-hmm. and interact. It, it I cannot go past the screen. Yeah. So I cannot interact with her. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. so there's something between us, and with the gathering of the church, you, they're, they're in person, regularly. Regularly, this is why you and I would say like one assembly, one mm-hmm. gathering yeah. of the church, hopefully on the Lord's day. Um, but it does not work to be just like online or virtual. Yeah. So that's that's the main theological reason, right? The ecclesia, it's a gathering of the church together, right? Second, after that, is you cannot tend to one one another's needs virtually. Hmm. Again, I can talk to you. I can pick up the phone, talk. That's gonna be yeah, helpful. Certainly, but being in one one another's lives. Right? If the Lord, the good Lord, would have wanted us to gather online, He would have let us gather online, right? <laughs> yeah, right. No, but it's true. Like He has gathered us as beings designed for relationship to gather together, to talk, to see each other's face and their body. How you doing? What's yeah. going on? He's pray. made us physical beings he to has. gather in a physical space in time. And, and not a virtual exactly place. Yeah. So I mean, I can. And don't get me wrong, like. And and you you were saying this, I'll but I, I'll wrong. just reiterate it that technology as a whole, yeah, like net positive, man. Like we have, Absolutely. I have more access to resources when it comes to my study of the word than Absolutely. any any time in history. And we can reach more people, believers. Exactly, I can. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, your your sermons are online, mine are online. Someone, if they wanted to, not saying they're doing this, but someone from south africa mm-hmm. could hop on and say hey you know what i want to listen to that sermon and mm-hmm. he could literally listen to rick romlick yeah. preach throughout about elders which you did right. you said you did last week right and that's a blessing that's a huge blessing and and even when stuff like COVID hits yeah. where hey we're not sure what yeah. it's going to look like mm-hmm. some churches took a more cautious route say hey we want to yeah. be online for a little bit like okay i hope they come back or have yeah. already come back to yeah. physical gatherings however it it's nice that they can still have some sort of connection, yeah. Even though it's not ideal, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and man, how many? I was I was a part of a Bible study that met yeah. on Zoom. That was yeah. helpful. Yep, yep. Um, All for those things, exactly. But just call them what they are. That's Make it. Clear. That's it. There they they are not to replace. They're not meta. <laughs> they are not to replace 
the physical assembly of the saints. I think that it's it's good for us to remember. Like, I just picked up my phone to check a text message from my wife. Yeah. The 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 subtle power of technology, hmm. right? So even as we talk about the gathering of the church together, and I, I kind of jokingly start out that with like, well, you can't, you know. Yeah. But you're, you can't consummate a marriage online. You can't conceive a child online. Like you can't do those things. We we yet still gather together in our small groups and our just my family, and we are so easily distracted by technology that it's hard sometimes to, to pay attention to someone to be engaged, or we think, man, that's an interesting thought. I'll go get the answer, and mm-hmm. in thirty seconds, I can have the answer. To oh, whatever yeah. theological question you have, yeah. to whatever For sure. philosophical issue you're working through, I'll go get the answer because someone else has the answer. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, well, let's pray about that. Yeah. Right now, if you're like, Rick, I just I just don't believe in the virgin birth. Like, well, I, don't, I probably don't need to pull out my phone. Like, I yeah. can answer that question pretty quickly, mm-hmm. and I can maybe go find some, some resources that help answer that logically. But a lot of times we just run to the answer to have the answer. Mm-hmm. Right, it's like it's like um, if you could plant a seed and then snap your fingers and have the crop grow and mm. harvest it, like that's what we're doing. Yeah. Instead of saying, "Well, let's take time, let's yeah. process that," and you, you feel this way, and, and so it, it devalues the um, just the idea of maturing and growing and kind of like letting th- things happen yeah. and just kind of being molding and, was it, and working through things. Was it you that I was talking to about? A similar illustration that you just used of going grocery shopping and just going and grabbing a banana. No, someone so. someone was using this illustration. I can't remember who it was right now, but they said even today, like the privilege the mm-hmm. that that we have to be able to go to the grocery store mm-hmm. and say, okay, I need bananas. Okay, there they are. I'll grab some bananas, or I need some apples. Yeah. Go grab some apples. Oh, I need I need some green beans. Grab grab some of those. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, we had to learn how to plant these yeah. things yeah we had to learn how to cultivate and to nurture mm-hmm. these things we had to learn when to harvest these yeah. things yeah. and then how to cook them or right. prepare them whereas now it's just like oh i just grab it right i know i like the taste of it i know what it looks like i go grab yeah. it and and, and we time. yeah and when you think about um like the immediacy mm-hmm. that we that we like like man, when when you had to plant these things and you had to right. wait and you had to try to nurture these things into into growing, it really develops a part of you. Yes, that develops yeah. patience. That develops a ability an ability to recognize when something is sick, when mm-hmm. something needs attending to. Yes, so that you can get that fruit, right, or that vegetable, whatever it is, right. Whereas now we don't have that as much. So we like to just oh, this person has this question. What's what's the answer? Right. Yep. And don't get me wrong, that's a great thing. Right. We, have, we have the ability to have the answers like that. That's right. amazing. However, there, just, yeah. just be aware, there is a part of you right. that is being malnourished yes. because yeah. you are not taking the time to to meditate on the Scripture, mm. to bring this thing before the Lord, yeah. and to try to submit this situation, whatever it is, to Him. Yeah, yeah you use the resources. It's a yeah. gift. It's a gift that the Lord's given us resources. Right. We are gifted and, and privileged people to live mm-hmm. in the time that we do and have the ability that yeah. we have and the tools that we have to find answers. Right. Don't let those answers keep you from the the good and hard work yes. of meditating on Scripture. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and even with that analogy, like we, just harvesting, growing, harvesting, like you had to you had to learn how to, how to um, I don't say ration, but like that food had to last you all winter. 
yeah. until next time you can get more food. Yeah. So you had to like know how to like didn't have a weekly grocery store. Right? right, right. So you had to like okay, well this is the crop for the year. Uh huh. So like we're gonna have a lot less corn for dinner, and we have like more green beans than we did last year, whatever. Yep. But I think even as as pastors, or just as spiritual leaders, whether it's pastoral or you're leading a, a group or, or even over your kids or your spouse, like you you just want it to like happen. Yeah. Right? I, I gave you the answer. This is why you should believe the gospel. Yep. Believe the gospel. Or I gave you the answer. This is why you need to stop with that sin or you need to just read your Bible more. So, And we want it to like happen over time. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Lord is very patient with us. Like he's he's gives us time like he's not like hands off giving us time but he's patient he's growing us yeah right i didn't just wake up and all of a sudden like i know what i know yeah right i didn't just sit down and say well i'm gonna you know be this way like the lord slowly like maturing us and having that same perspective and even going back to the whole online church thing like the language throughout the new testament is language of, of uh, shepherding hmm. right of a flock right yeah. well if all the f- if all the sheep are like you know 15 miles apart and they're all like calling in, right? Yeah. It's not a flock. Mm-hmm. You can't shepherd that. It's yeah. literally impossible. Yeah. And a shepherd is to be with the flock. They're yeah. among the flock. They yep. smell like the sheep. You know, they know the sheep. They know, again, well, this sheep has had a limp. It's, yeah, this is going on three days now, or yeah. I need to check this out. You know, I know this one's missing because I know what the flock is. Yeah. So that patient, slow, um, maturing, maturation of things, technology can often kind of numb us to that. Mm-hmm. We don't like that because yeah. I can have it like that. That's good. Boom. That's good. Anything else you want to throw out there? That's it. Meta, meta, meta. What's meta mean, Rob? I don't know. It sounds very big. Hold on. Let me. I have the technology. <laughs> let me Google that. <laughs> In my studio here. Uh-huh. Ooh, meta definition. This is a good way to end. Short for, okay, noun, short for meta-key, <laughs> whatever that means. <laughs> um, With Latin? Beyond, after, or behind, the beyond sense of meta, so I yeah. don't know. They talk about meta-narratives, right, overarching meta-things yeah, like, exactly. that are, like, are all-encompassing. Yeah, And that's why like, I always felt, just the last comment on the whole meta thing, because that was the first question, like what a terrible name. Like what a very accurate name. Gutsy. Oh, yeah. But probably like it it'll it'll work itself out like that's exactly what's gonna happen. But well, that's the thing like, um, people they're people, not nuancing it at all. They're like not at all. No. Not at all. People are people are thinking oh wow Facebook is like getting pretty big and like uh, they're starting to sell your information yeah. all this stuff. Like they just owned it. They oh, totally yeah. owned it and were like yeah we're actually not Facebook anymore. Yeah we're Meta. We're Meta. Well and and I'm not I'm not making any political like this is gonna be a, a political statement but it's not like. Literally, Facebook influences elections. Yeah. And our country, I'm not saying they change elections. I'm just saying they yeah. like massive influences on all kinds of people groups. Mm-hmm. So it's a scary thing. But yeah. It's, um, you want to take that, Rob? Nope. Okay. I will soon. Meta's calling, Rob. Are you going to answer? That's right. Ignore. No. Um, okay, sweet. If you guys want to know anything else about us, head over to simpletheology.org. If you want to suggest any topics, that's where to do it. And if you want to see past episodes, that's also where to do it. You can find our socials there. And if you do want to support the, the show, you can do it on there. You can find us on the Metaverse. We're on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> we're not super active there, but we're on there nonetheless. So, and for those who do support, thank you very much. It is much appreciated. Mm. Thank you.
Thanks for listening, guys. Peace. Peace.